you don't love me, and there may be someone else. And as I sit alone here at home, knowing what I should do, I find I can't stay away from you. I can't stay away from you. episode of Open Stride Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Matthew Craig. Thank y'all for showing up, man. It's been a while since I recorded. And um, just a few life updates. Kind of, let's go through them real quickly. So, uh, obviously, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know, or if you know me personally, you know that um, I recently started a new job. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it. Cause I talked about it enough. Not, not, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but it's like I'm not want to continue to talk about it. But I had just passed my full year in my new job, and I kind of got adjusted to it. And now I'm ready to get back and record. I'm ready to get. I say all that to say this: I'm ready to get back on a regular schedule program. We're recording an episode at least once a week. I know a while back I told y'all I was gonna do two a week, um, but my schedule was just too hectic, and I wasn't able to balance it out. But now it's summertime. Um, I work at Northwestern State University, and the students have gone home for the summer. Shout out to the kids, man. Hopefully you leave. Y'all go off and do great things. The ones that have graduated, man. Shout out to uh, all the graduates from the communications department, man. Y'all know it's all love. You can always reach back out to me um, for assistance, for help, or anything, man. I'm always here to help um, students from Northwestern State, and especially, especially, especially the comm students. I'm, I always look out for the comm students, man. So shout out to y'all. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm going a, I'm to a shout out individuals later on in this show because uh, I got a lot to say about a couple of them, mainly when it comes to sports. Um, so now that it's summer is here, I've been at the job for a year. I kind of got my schedule. I balance things out. Uh, I plan to start back recording regularly. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises because I say this I said this before in the past and I kind of fell through on it. And I'm a man of integrity. I'm a man of my word and my word is my bond. So I don't like keep saying I'm about to record regularly and I don't. But I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Like I said, it's summertime. I have way more free time on my hand. And I, and I look forward to putting some content out, man. I'm putting a lot of content out. So let's jump right into it. So obviously we all know that the NBA playoffs are among us. Um, currently right now, if you don't know, like I just tell people in the past, if you come to me for all your sports updates, don't worry, I got you. So currently right now, the Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers are in the Western Conference, and the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics are in the Eastern Conference. Miami currently leads the Celtics 2-0. At the time of this recording, it is Sunday, May, 20, May 21st. Um, the Celtics do play today. Um, so I don't have the results of that game now. The Celtics, he do play today, so I don't have the results of that game, obviously, because I'm recording as they're playing. Uh, so as of right now, the Heat are up 2-0. Maybe after this recording is out, it may be 2-1 or it may be 3-0. Who knows? Um, and also, the Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. The Denver Nuggets currently lead the Los Angeles Lakers 3-0, which is crazy to say that out loud. Um, but, yeah. Uh, the playoffs have, have been shaping up to be quite interesting. Um, one thing I have noticed about the playoffs is these lower seeds making deep runs. Because if we go back to the first round, a lot of the lower seeds won the first round. And now we got the Miami Heat, who's uh, technically an eight seed, but they're really not an eight seed, y'all. I mean, history go clock them as an eight seed, but the play-in tournament made them eight seed. But if you go back and look at their record, they like one game away from uh, they, they. If you go back and look at their record when the season's over, they're a seven seed, and they're one game from a six seed. But like I said, technically, history go clock them as an AC, so whatever. Um, but uh, the lower seeds have been balling out, and it raises the question: Does the regular season matter? Should should teams take the and it hasn't worked for them, but they taking the mantle of the Los Angeles Clipper approach, where the regular season doesn't matter. Let's just stay afloat to make the playoffs, and as long as our guys are healthy when it comes playoff time, we're gonna make our run. So if we're at seven C, AC whatever six seed as long as we are healthy by playoff time and we're in the playoff that's the only thing that matters um having a higher seed does not matter um so the regular season has been diminished in a way because some teams and players don't take it that serious because they feel like okay 
Um, yes, it's important to make sure we have a good record to make the playoffs, but no, we don't have to push to go for no regular season record like 73-9, like going, like how the Warriors did that, or going for MVPs and things like that, or defensive play, like just individual awards. So that's a question to you all. Does the regular season matter? matter? Has the regular season been dismissed in a way because – we have these lower seeds making deep playoff runs, but then we still do have higher seeds making deep runs because the Denver Nuggets are number one in the West, and they are game away from making the NBA Finals. And you have the Celtics, who are top three in the East, and they oh they down 0-2, but they still in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's, it's it, it really depends on the organization. It depends on a certain, certain player. Like if I have a LeBron James on my team, the most important thing for me with LeBron James is to make sure that LeBron James is healthy entering the playoffs. Seeding does not matter if I have LeBron James. If I have uh, Jimmy Butler, it's just health. Um, if I have a Steph Curry, it's just health. Like Players like that, like they prove that they can go on the regular season and win a bunch of games and win championships. So they're at the point of now where I just want to see y'all healthy in the playoffs. But if I have an unproven team like Denver Nuggets, so seeding matters. I need y'all to have a good record. I need y'all to have a high seed so we can have home court advantage into the playoffs so it's a better chance for us to win. When I have a team like the Boston Celtics who keep chomping at the big but hasn't broke through yet and won a championship, they made it to the NBA Finals last year, and they fell apart against the um, Golden State Warriors, and um, they're still trying to break through and win the championship. So I need, I need that chemistry. I need that cohesiveness. I need all that during the regular season because um, y'all haven't proven to me that y'all can go out and win the championship regardless of your season. So I need to see it during the regular season. So for me, to answer my own question, does regular season matter? Has the regular season been diminished? For me, to answer my own question, does the regular season matter? Has the regular season been diminished? And my answer is no. It just depends on the player. Um, certain players, we just want to see them healthy, entering the playoffs, um, like those top echelon players that have proven that they can win at a high, high clip. I just want to get them in healthy and let the ball roll. But teams that haven't proven that they can break through and win the championship yet, I need to see y'all play good throughout the regular season before I say um, we just need to be healthy for regular season because that doesn't work for everybody. So the jump into the individual matchups, let's talk about the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers first. I have a quite a bit to say about this, <laughs> this one because the crazy thing about it is people are ragging LeBron James. And it kind of come with it because people just hate the idea of LeBron because whatever reason, he he's trying to take the mantle from Michael Jordan as the GOAT. He gets too much credit. Um, people talk about him in glowing flat fashion all the time. Like, whatever the reason you, your hate for LeBron James is, you got it. But it's like going into the playoffs, people was like, no, going into the risk, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back further. Going into the regular season, nobody expected much from the Lakers. Season got on. They started with Russell Westbrook. They started the season, and they was below 500. Started the season with 2-10, and and people rid them off. They were like, they not making the playoff. They suck, yada, yada, yada. So they went from that, going into the um, All-Star break with a barely 500 record, if that, flipped it, made some trades, pushed it, got into the playoffs, and made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. So people went from saying the Lakers suck, they're not going to make the playoffs, they can't do this, they can't do this. They flipped it around, not only made the playoffs, but also made it to the Western Conference Finals. And in route to the Western Conference Finals, they beat two of the better teams. They have played two better teams than who the Denver Nuggets have played. Let's keep it a book. Denver Nuggets played the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they earned this because they have the highest seed. So you play lesser teams. So it's no, it's no slight against Denver. I'm just speaking about what happened. The Lakers played John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, right? One of the highest seeds in the conference. A team that people thought was going to make it to the NBA Finals. They had their own transgressions with Jai want to be uh, a gangster and all that, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't know if he liked that or not. I'm not here to say you. I'm not here to tell y'all he's not like that because he might as well be like that. We just kind of give him a pass. He might be like that. Who knows? He not sh The question is, should he still be like that? Now, that's a valid question. He, people want to dismiss him and say, you're not like that. You're not like that. You're not. You don't know that boy. You do not know that boy. You don't know where that boy come from. You don't know how he was built. 
You don't know, y'all, everybody keeps circulating that picture of him and his family taking a picture in the backyard. I know many dudes I know from where I'm from take pictures just like that and knock somebody off that same day. So y'all don't know how that boy come up. So he may be like that. But the, a, a legitimate statement is, even if you are from that, it's time to give it up, Ja. But that's beyond the point. So they played Ja Morant and got through them. And then they played the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. And they got through them. And now they in the Western Conference play, Finals playing the number one seed. And they getting, they, getting, they getting ran through right now. But to go from 2-10, and 10, barely 500 at the All-Star break, make a big trade and push and throw all that together, and they made it to the Western Conference Finals, that's impressive of its own. I'm not here to give our participation trophies. I'm not here to say we should praise LeBron for just getting this far. I'm just saying let's appreciate what we are witnessing. That's that's some greatness right now. Anthony Davis, who's supposed to be the best player on this team, hasn't done that. Let's be honest. I was I was so shout out to my um, the House of Accountability, my NABJ friends, um, my friends. I think they not even NABJ brought us together, but we we all just friends at this at this point. And I'll be at the NABJ conference um, in August. So anybody that's going to be there, hit me up. Last year I went to the one in Vegas, had a good time. Had too good of a time, if we're being quite honest. But this year in Birmingham, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hold my own, man. I'm going to try to hold it together. Like, yeah, Vegas Vegas took me under. Vegas definitely took me under. But um, I was getting an argument with my friend in that group, my boy uh, Lawrence. He was like, LeBron this, LeBron this, LeBron this, LeBron this. Like, just blame LeBron for the Lakers' woes. And I was like, bruh, let's keep it a buck. He's an AD guy. I'm saying, bro, you think AD is the best player on this team. You think AD should have got finals MVP over LeBron in 2020. You think um, AD is this guy, a top five guy. You think all this about AD. But every time the Lakers lose, you blame LeBron. I never seen a player that you consider the second best player on the team get so much flack for a team losing than the player that you think is the best player. If the Los Angeles Lakers lose with Kobe Bryant and Paul Gasol, I'm not blaming Paul Gasol. I'm blaming Kobe. If the Miami Heat lose with D-Wade and LeBron James, nobody's blaming D-Wade. They're blaming LeBron. If the Dallas Mavericks lose with Dirk Nowitzki, I'm not blaming um, Dirk. I'm, I'm not blaming Jason Terry. I'm blaming Dirk. So I'm just saying, like, we blame the guy. The guy who gets the most credit gets the most blame. That's how it's always been. So for you to get there and blame LeBron, but you think AD's the best player, makes no sense to me. So... My thing is, I think LeBron is still the best player on that team. I think LeBron still is the most important player on the team. So with that being said, I blame LeBron for the Lakers losing. Yes, I give him credit for getting them this far because this is impressive as hell. If he was to go off and win this ring, his fifth ring, with this team the way they started and all that, he deserves massive credit. He's the undisputed GOAT. He's already the undisputed GOAT to me now. But if he was to do that this season, which it doesn't look like he is now, he's the undisputed GOAT. So my thing that I told Lawrence, LeBron is to blame for this loss. He's the blame for this team losing. Cause one, he's the most important player, and he's um, the best player. But that's no slight LeBron. LeBron is just not at the level in his career anymore where he can be the best player on the championship team. And that's no slight of him. He's in year 20. He's 38 years old. He's old. Like, he just can't carry a team like he used to when he was 28 years old, 30 years old, 33 years old. Like, I was literally just watching the 2016 NBA Finals um, the other day uh, with Monty. Shout out to Monty. I was, me and her was watching it the other day, and I was telling her, like, that LeBron there was probably the best LeBron version of LeBron we ever seen. That LeBron there is serious. Like, he, like, Miami LeBron was the most talented LeBron. But the Cleveland, the second time around in Cleveland, when he lost the headband, he was not more talented than Miami LeBron, but he was more smarter, way more intelligent, like outsmarting everybody. He was, he know how to win. So I, we can't expect that. That LeBron is gone. So my solution for the Los Angeles Lakers is, and it's been my solution for a while, trade AD ass. Get AD the, the hell out of the cousin. Get AD the hell out of L.A. and bring somebody in there that can actually be the best player on the championship team. I don't know who that guy is. I don't know if y'all just need to get more pieces around LeBron so that can help carry the load. But if LeBron cannot be that guy to carry his team no more, it's proven. He, he can carry you far, but he's not, he not able to carry you as far as you need to to win the championship, especially over a team like the Denver Nuggets who are stacked. That was my pick before the season to make, um, let me not lie, 
my pick before the season was the Los Angeles Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers. When the playoffs started, I switched picks because Kawhi was down and Paul George was down, and I switched to the Denver Nuggets. So that was my pick before the playoffs, was the Denver Nuggets to make it to um, West, the after Western Conference Finals to make it to the NBA Finals. My pick out East, I went against my better judgment, and I rolled with my heart, not my head. I wanted to pick Boston. I'm not making no excuses. I wanted to pick Boston, but I ended up picking the 76ers. And um, <laughs> I believed in the Sixers, even though – I watched James Harden towards the end of that season, and I'm, I'm looking at him like, yeah, I don't think James Harden will be able to get it done. I still stuck with him. <laughs> it let him lead me astray. But uh, back to LeBron and the Lakers. So the Lakers need to trade D and get somebody in. Somebody, you may be like, well, Matt, who could they really get that can be the best player with the team? It's options and it's slim. But think about it. Luka's not too happy in Dallas. That would be a, that wouldn't be a bad pickup. There's people saying that Giannis Antetokounmpo is not too happy in Milwaukee. That wouldn't be a bad pickup. Those would be the main two that I would go for. Jokic is now the best player in the NBA. It's hard for me to fight that. Like I don't, when I look at Jokic, I don't see a best player in the NBA. But with the numbers, the winning, and one into the MVPs, and if he get this championship, we can't argue that he's not the best player in the NBA at this point. We don't. We're, we're no longer in a stage right now where we have an undisputed best player in the NBA, like LeBron was, like Michael was, like Tim Duncan was, like Shaq was, like Kobe was. Like Larry Bird was, like Maxi Johnson was. Like we're no longer in the stage where it's like one singular player. He's the best player, and he's showed head and shoulders above everybody else. We're not in that age no more. Now that LeBron has fallen off, the the best player belt kind of gets passed around. It gets passed around. So it was Giannis. Now it's looking like it's Jokic. And it may be Luca after next season. Who knows? It looks like it's a lot of international players. These American players, but they get the hat together, man. Because these international players are taking over the NBA at a high clip. And they're showing more discipline, more uh, more work, and they're getting it done at a high clip than these American-born players, man. So these American-born players better get together because these are international. And now, that we, now Victor's coming. Victor, uh, Victor Wimby is coming, and now he's going to San Antonio to get trained up by Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker, all international players. Like, hey, yeah, y'all American players better get together. So, I said all that to say this about the Lakers. Yes, they're going to lose this series. I didn't expect them to lose. I picked them to win. No, 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 I didn't pick them to win. I didn't expect them to lose in this matter. I picked Denver to win, but I didn't expect them to lose down 0-3. Damn, they're about to get swept. I thought they would put up a better fight than this. But it's not looking good. So it's going to be into that. But my solution for the Lakers going into next season is um, trade AD, sign Kyrie, bring back Austin Reed, bring back Rui, and try to bring in try to bring in a top ten player um, with the AD trade. It's harder. It's 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 easier said than done. I agree. But if you got to bring it back with the same team, it's gonna to be tough. LeBron James is gonna need surgery on his foot. He's hurting. He's not the same. Um, maybe. The thing about me for LeBron, people say, yeah, he's hurt, he's hurt, he hurt, he needs surgery. My thing about LeBron, bro, bro, every since he's been in L.A., outside of one or two seasons, he's been hurt every year. His body not recovering like it used to, bro. So even if he go this offseason and get surgery on his foot, he come back next season uh, ready to hoop, he's still going to be an old, old NBA old man with all these demolishes on his body. And he still make it hurt again. It may be his, his foot now. It may be his elbow next time. It may be his shoulder. It may be his quad. It may be his knee. Like, just because he gets the surgery on his foot, he come back healthy next season. After the, to- the total of the season, take it. As the season take a total on his body, he still may come back injured. So, we're going to see. That's why I tell you, you got to get somebody out there that can be the best player on the championship team. And it's not AD. Unfortunately, it's not AD. AD. We thought AD was going to be that guy. He was putting up crazy numbers in New Orleans, and he was. Um, we thought he was a superstar, top five player. He's not, and it's okay to say that. Like it's not, it's no slight of AD. It's okay to say that, but it's time for us to move on and try to bring somebody in there that can be that guy, and try to get one more championship in LA with LeBron before he go to Cleveland and retire. They go draft Cleveland, go draft Bronny next this this next draft. They go draft Bronny in the first round. They go sign LeBron. LeBron go play one full season with his son. His that's gonna be a farewell season. Then he go retire. And that's gonna be the end of that. That's, that's I just I just told y'all how it's gonna happen. I just told y'all tomorrow news today. So when it happened, just remember Matthew Craig Showtime was the first one to tell you that. Open Shroud Podcast. So to switch over to the um well, shout, like I said, shout out to Jokic. He's now currently I mean, he gotta finish everything out. He gotta go win the championship and all that, be finals MVP and all that. 
But at this moment, it's looking like Jokic will be the best player in the NBA when it's all said and done. Before the season, I ranked my best players in the NBA, and the, the list I had was, I'm going to break it down to you. I did a top 10 list. It was top 10. I had Giannis number one, Curry number two, Yoke number three, KD number four, Luka five, Joel six, JT number seven, LeBron eight, John nine, and Jimmy Butler number 10. Um, it, obviously, the list has changed now because I'm going to put Jokic number one. I'm going to drop Greek down to number two, and I'm going to move some other stuff around. But that was my list before the season. But obviously, the list is going to change now. So so now, moving to the Eastern Conference. Um, Doug, I got to try to Xavier, bro. Xavier said Jimmy Butler was a superstar in the playoffs. Like, you obviously just heard my top my top ten list. So I respect Jimmy. I got him as, as a top ten player in the NBA. So... And he said he's a superstar. I, say, I always say, like, Jimmy, not a, he, he good. He great, but he's not a superstar. And X said he's a superstar when it matters. <laughs> he denied. Like, James Harden is a superstar during the regular season. Like, top five player, MVP type player. Top, like, that guy when he, in, his, in his prime when he was with the Houston Rockets. Not now. Not this version of James Harden. The version of the Houston Rockets. Top five. But in the playoffs, when it mattered most, he was not a superstar. <laughs> Jimmy is the opposite. During the regular season, he's not a superstar. But in the playoffs, when it matters most, he turns into a superstar. It's like, I never, like, I'm be honest. I never seen anything like it. Like, it's some players that elevate their game in the playoffs to a higher level. But to elevate your game to a superstar level in the playoffs is, like, crazy. Like, you got players like, like, Chauncey Billups, Big Shot Billups, who was a decent player in the regular season, nice player in the regular season, a leader. But in the playoffs, he start turning up. Robert Ward, big shot Robert Ward. In the regular season, like I said, he don't transition into a superstar, but he just hit those shots, and you be like, bro, what the hell? So it's just certain players that, like, and i never seen nobody be, like, a, like a top 10 fringe all-star, fringe, not fringe all-star, all-star, fringe all-NBA player to a superstar player like Jimmy. Like, he's top five in the playoffs, and it's crazy. So shout out to Xavier, because he said that, and I said, nah, I can't see that. But, hey, Jimmy got his team. Ever since he's been in Miami, bro, he's been getting that team to the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals since he's been there. A few years, he had a couple bumps in the road where he lost in the first round or lost in the second round. But for the most part, he getting them far in the playoffs. I know Philly wish they still had him and they didn't get rid of him for Tobias Harris. Philly, y'all need to, get the, y'all need to trade Tobias Harris and get him the hell, hell out of town. Um, but, yeah, man, so the Celtics are – so I'm going to say this. <laughs> I want Jalen Brown to play for the Houston Rockets. <laughs> Let's be clear. I want Jalen Brown to play for the Houston Rockets. I don't think he's being appreciated in Boston. They always got him his name in the mix of trade talks. Jalen, if you're listening, bruh, if you come to Houston, you would not have to deal with that. We would give you this team, and we would let you open up and blossom into the star that we know you are. Like, you're behind Jason Tatum. And I'm not here to say Jason Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. I'm not one of those people that say, that, oh, he got that dog in him so they make him better. Like, yes, he, he got a little more dog in him than Jason Tatum. But, like, talent-wise, let's be clear. <laughs> Jason Tatum is better than Jalen Brown, bro. Like, just talent. Just take all the mentalities, the dogs, put the dogs up or whatever. Just talk talent. <laughs> Jalen Brown is not uh, talent-wise better than Jason Tatum. I like Jalen. Like, if you ask me do I want Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, I want Jason Tatum. But I know the Celtics are not going to give up Jason Tatum. So I want Jalen Brown in Houston. We can get y'all Jalen Green, and y'all can run it back with Jalen Green and, and whoever else picks me, whatever else players we can give y'all. But I want Jalen Brown in Houston. That's like one of my I – I, I said we was going to get Emei Doka and who we got Emei Doka. People be sleeping, bro. When it comes to sports predictions, I'm a prophet. I said we was going to get D'Amico Ryan. We got D'Amico Ryan. I, years ago, I said we was going to get Deshaun Watson. That didn't work out how I wanted to, but we got Deshaun Watson. Now, I did say we was going to get Victor Wimby, and we didn't get him. But obviously, he don't want to come to us anyway. He was celebrating when he found out we had the, we, we got the fourth pick and nothing one more pick. So, Victor, it might be a blessing in disguise. I tell people all the time, sometimes you ask God for stuff or you say certain stuff that you want and you don't get it, and it's a blessing that you don't get it. Because later down the line, you're going to realize why you did not get said object, said thing, said person, said whatever. You're going to realize. But at that moment, you were like, that's the, I want that so bad. And God be like, nah, you don't want that. I promise you. Like, in a year, you'll be like, ah, I'm glad I never got that. So, 
Celtics, I hope it's not looking good for y'all right now. Y'all got to win tonight. But if it don't work out, I hope y'all, I hope Jalen Brown coming to Houston. But one thing I say about Jason Tatum, and I tell people this all the time, Jason Tatum, bro, is the hardest to rank star player I ever encountered in my life. Usually, for me, I can look at said player, watch him or her play, and be like, okay, he's this or she's this. Uh, she's top 10, she's top 5, he's top 5, he's an MVP caliber player. Because I tell people all the time, it's levels. It's levels, it's levels, it's levels. I got I got a whole episode coming out breaking down levels. Because if you ain't listen to my last episode, I think it's my last episode or the one before that, I broke down levels. And, I, and JJ Reddy talk about it. Like it's, it's MVP levels, it's all NBA levels, it's all-star levels, it's starter levels, it's role-player levels, and it's bench-player levels. It's levels. And usually I'm able to look at a player and be like, okay, he's an MVP type player. Or she's an MVP type player. Or, yeah, they're, they're, that's an all-NBA type player. That's an all-star type player. It's, but with Jason, it's so frustrating because it's hard to f- freaking rank him. Like, sometimes he looks like a top five player. And he might put a stretch of games together in the regular season for like 10 straight games, 15 straight games, where he looks like a top five, top five player. And I'd be like, bruh. That nigga top five. And then he'll put a stretch of 20 games together where he look like a top 10 player. Barely a top 10 player. And I'd be like, bruh, what the hell happened? Like, what is going on? So, Jackson Tatum is the hardest to rank star player I ever encountered. Like, usually I'm spot on and I usually get it right. But with Jason, it's hard. sometimes I feel like he top 10, sometimes I feel like he top five. But it's like, right now, I don't have him top five. Because I need to see more consistency from him in order to put him top five. Because sometimes when he be balling, like, at the beginning of this season, he was balling the fuck out. And I was just like, bruh, this nigga top five. And then later on in the season, they went on, like, they losing streak. And I was just like, Jackson Tatum, are you going to show up to the party or what? Like, what's going on? So, I don't know. But with that being said, and Joe Missoula, you got to got your feelings, bro. The coach for, if you don't know Joe Missoula, he's the coach for the Boston Celtics. And he did not know going into the season that he was going to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He was not even the lead assistant for them last season. The last, the lead assistant they had um, got hired by um, Utah Jazz to be their head coach. And then he was not even on the front bench. He was on the back bench last season. So to go from the back bench to not go from, to not only go from the back bench to the front bench, he went from the back bench to the head of the front bench. That's a big-ass jump for a 34-year-old. I know y'all young people out there that make it seem like anything past 30 is old. But, bro, 34 is young as hell to be the head basketball coach of the Boston Celtics. I wish him the best, and I and I want him to succeed. I do. But he had his spice with the with the media, talking stuff to the media, going back and forth to the media, and, and want his respect. It, like he he's listened to what people are saying about him and it's bothering him to the point where he has to respond to it in the media and I want him to understand like bro you're not going to win that fight you're not going to win that fight the only way you're going to win that fight well you're not going to win that fight the way you're trying to win it I'm going to say that the way you're trying to win it by going back and forth with them in the, at press conferences and, and interviews you're not going to win it like that the only way you're going to win it is on the court by proving them wrong on the court that's how you're going to win that, that fight Joe but going back and forth with them in the media, they're not gonna win it like that. I promise you. I promise you. They're gonna could even it's gonna be like KD. Even when you speak up on your behalf, they gonna call you insecure for speaking back. They gonna be like, why are you saying something back? Like they, it's like they could talk shit about you, but if you respond, they call you insecure. They could talk shit about you, but if you respond, they be like, you should be better than this. Why you even, why you even worry about what you're saying? Like it's 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 a weird dynamic, and I'm not saying it's right, but it's that's how it is. And maybe one day it could change. Like at KD, people talk this the weakest superstar of all time. They they call this man soft. They call him weak. They say he um Steph Curry is his dad. They say all this about him. And if he say anything back to anybody, they could be like, why are you even saying something back to them? Like you should be above. Like damn, niggas can just talk shit about me. How they say call my mama this, call me that, do all this about me, and I can't say nothing back. And it's sad how it is, but that's how it is. So Joe. You're doing a great job. You're doing a fantastic job, honestly. You got your team back to the East Conference Finals. You're down 0-2 to the uh, Miami Heat. And it's, that's no slight because they just made it to the NBA Finals 
but in 2020, and they made they got they barely y'all barely beat them just this last season. So they're a good team, and y'all a good team. So I wish you the best. I hope things work out. 34 is young as hell to be the NBA coach of a franchise, let alone the Boston Celtics. You gotta understand, as a black man, to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics at 34 years old before he's 35, that's tough. And they come with a lot of pressure, but I wish Joe the best, and I hope it work out for him. But um, it's looking like Miami Heat go put them in the coffin and get rid of them boys, and and this and this whole offseason is gonna be about should Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum break up, like it is every offseason. They're gonna be like should Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum break. It's, it's every offseason. I'm at the point where saying yes, they should break up. Jalen obviously has been upset about his name constantly being in trade talks, and I understand it. Like damn, I'm over here bleeding. Crying, sweating for y'all. Y'all, every time a superstar name pop up, y'all want to put me in a trade conversation. Like that shit get frustrating. It get frustrating to me too. So he probably at the point where I'm just, I just want to go leave and go somewhere where I can be my own man and and I don't gotta worry about having looking over my shoulder about getting traded every every off season or every time a superstar name come up, they want to get moved. Like I want to go somewhere where where they want me and they want me to stay there. So Houston is where it's at. <laughs> Houston is where it's at. Listen, we ain't got no, we ain't got no big. Um, crazy like we ain't got no beach we ain't got no water parks we ain't got no amusement parks out there in Houston but we got some some of the most beautiful women in the world some of the most beautiful women in the world some of the best vibes in the world we have good times we have a nice nice scene we have good things to do throughout the day I know you're dating the Instagram model I forget the name but she'll love it in Houston she, she probably pushing him to go to Houston is I'm, I'm telling you Houston compared to Boston is that's funny I'm not even gonna say Houston compared to Boston I've never been to Boston, so I'm not, I'm not here to talk down about Boston. But I know the vibes for a black man like Jalen Brown would be better in Houston than it is in Boston. That's all I'm going to say. So, and I'm pretty sure Houston and Boston, and there's no shade to Boston. China will tell me how much she loves Boston, how much she want to move to Boston. And I wish her the best. And I know she's going there this summer, and I wish her the best in Boston. And I'm pretty sure it's a beautiful city, and it's plenty to do in Boston. But... For a black man like myself, I would prefer to stay in Houston than Boston. That's just me. And that's no shade to Boston. That's no shade to Boston. So, I'm sure Boston is a beautiful city. I take China's word. I'm pretty sure it's a beautiful city. So, um, yeah, the Heat could probably move on. Denver probably could move on. And we could have a matchup of Denver versus Heat. And when it comes that time to make that prediction, um, I I make one prediction there. I I I mean, if you want me to say it now, I think they're gonna beat them, but I'll give a more in depth talk about it um, because it, things are getting crazy. So that was thirty minute talks of the NBA playoffs. Um, to talk about teams that lost, I mean, obviously, uh, Golden State Warriors lost, but I was, I was ecstatic to see the Golden State Warriors lose, bro. I was like, if they would have came back and beat um, my I mean, yeah, man, I mean, the Lakers, bro, I would have been pissed. I was ecstatic to see them lose. I was ecstatic to see Clay screw up out. I was ecstatic to see Curry on the sidelines, sad, mad that they lost. And then to see Draymond smiling with LeBron James after the game like he didn't give a damn. I was ecstatic to see Jordan Poole flame out. I was ecstatic to see this. $100 too old to even get in the game. I was ecstatic to see this. I was so happy and, and like. It bought my heart so much joy. And people would be like, man, man, why are you hating so much? Why are you playing? Man, listen. The Golden State Warriors have whooped on my Houston Rockets for years. For years. And they were all, the thing about the Golden State Warriors being my Houston Rockets, people don't understand is they were always the better team. I don't give a damn what nobody say. When the when Katie went to Golden State and everybody bowed down, to the uh, Warriors saying there's no way we can beat them. The Rockets were the only ones to stand up and actually push them to a game seven. They were the only one to say, forget that y'all got KD, forget that y'all got Curry, forget that y'all, we go, we go get y'all pushed. We was the only one, and we get bashed for it. Every other team swept, 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 and the Rockets go game seven, and people bashing us because we lost a game seven. But like, bruh, they were the better team. Y'all not about to have me get my soapbox right now with the Golden State Warriors versus the Houston Rockets. Because every, like, people be like, the Rockets, the Golden State beat y'all every year in the playoffs. Bro, every year they beat us, they were literally the better team. When they beat us early on, before they won the championship back in 2014, 2015, it was Draymond, Clay, and Curry versus Harden by itself. And people was bashing us because we lost in. Um, 
when they beat us again back to back years in 2016 and 2017, no, 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 2017 and 2018, they had KD. Now, granted, KD did go down in that 2018 year season, and we should have won. And that's one, and that's one year we should have won, and we did not win. But outside of that, bro, man, fuck y'all. That's what I got to say. <laughs> So I was happy to see Golden State lose. I was yes, I was happy. I admit it. I admit it. I was happy to see them lose. I don't. I don't, all my Golden State friends out there that love Golden State, I just want y'all to know something, bro. I've been watching. And I say this all the time, and I don't mean this in a. And I'm not saying this in a belittling way, but I've been watching Curry way before you, bro. I was watching Curry back when he was at Davidson. I was watching Curry in the NCAA tournament when he was pushing Davis and almost got them to the Elite Eight Final Four when he lost the game to Kansas, who eventually went on to win the championship that year. Curry had a game. He had an opportunity for the game when he shot and hit the back of the rim and bounced out. And he went for the three and lost that game to Kansas. And Kansas Jayhawks went on to win the championship with Mario Chalmers, Brandon Rush, uh, Darren, like them boys. Them, I'm not about to go through the whole list. I was, I was, I'm a Kansas Jayhawks friends, fan, so I was there during that time. I've been watching Curry. Curry is my favorite. I tell people this all the time. I have certain players. I've been watching college. I stopped locking into college basketball. And it's one of my previous episodes. I told you I broke the history that. I stopped watching college basketball heavily. Like really investing in college basketball heavily. Back in 06, 07. KD's first year when he went to uh, Texas as a freshman and balled out. That's back when college basketball had superstar players. I'm talking about superstar. Like, nowadays, college basketball, like, Brandon Miller was the best player in college basketball this year. Brandon Miller went and sniffed the court against some players they had back in 07. I mean, yeah, 07, 08, 09. Like, we're talking about Derrick Rose. We're talking about Michael Beasley. We're talking about Kevin Durant. We're talking about uh, Steph Curry, um, Blake Griffin, um, James Harden, um, Russell Westbrook. Uh, I can go. Like, they had some niggas, boy. Some hoopers, boy. Some hoopers. So, I've been watching college basketball. I've been a heavy. I, lately, I have not been on as heavy as college basketball like I have been in the past. But I tell people all the time, Curry is the best guard I've ever seen in college. The best guard. Like, we're talking about a guy that his junior year in college, he played his freshman year, didn't get that much burn. He played his sophomore year. People don't understand this. In his sophomore year, he didn't play point guard. He played shooting guard. Curry was a shooting guard. They had a point guard already. And they had a big man down low named um, Lindell. I think that was his name. I can't remember. Black, black dude, ball head. And they had a... Uh, I think Richardson, white boy that played point guard for them. Curry played shooting guard, and he was filling it up, and he got them. And he was like, he was like, he was putting on the show every night in the NCAA tournament. And he upset some great teams and got them all the way deep in the playoffs, deep in the tournament, and lost to Kansas. Came back that next season, decided to come back. The point guard graduated, so Curry moved over to point guard his junior year in college, played point guard from them on because people were saying, like, you not big enough to play shooting guard in the NBA. It might be best for you to play point guard. So he's like, I'm going I'm to spend a year playing point guard in college so it better equip me for the NBA. He played point guard. This dude put up 30 points a game. This was the first time I seen a player. Now, I, I know it happened before. I'm talking about my own personal experience. This was the first time I seen a player put up 30 points a game in college. And if you watch college basketball, you understand it's hard to score in college. Even Michael Jordan didn't score that much. He scored. He scored in the 20s, but he won't put up like 30 a game in college. And they said Dean Smith pulled it back. Whatever, whoever held him back, he wasn't doing it. This boy put up 30 points a game in college. I said, I said, this dude different. I said, Curry different. But his team sucked. People knew about him now. So he wasn't winning at the clip that he was his sophomore year. So they didn't make a tournament. And it was it was so his hype was so crazy in college, just for the college atmosphere, not around the NBA world or around basketball world. He had college basketball hype. It was so hype that they were talking on TV about putting Davidson in a tournament just to see what Curry do, even though his team didn't have a good record. That's how long I've been watching Curry, bro. So when, when Golden State fans try to come to me about me hating on Golden State or me hating on Curry, like, bro, I've been watching your favorite player longer than you've been watching your favorite player. I know more about your favorite player than you even know about your player. You you jumped on that bandwagon in 2016. Let's keep it a book. At the earliest, 2015. Probably 2014, 2015 is when Curry got most of his fans. 2016 was when he, he went over the hill. In 2017 and on out, it was, it was a done deal. But 
you start watching that boy Pommy Ryan. I watched him in college. I watched him get drafted. I watched his rookie year when he was going through the ankle injuries throughout his first three years. I watched Golden State still commit to him and give him a contract even though he couldn't stay healthy with them bad ankles. I watched all that. So when Golden State fans try to tell me I'm a hater, I'm not a hater. I'm just a fan of the team I like. And that guy stay to be my team. Would you want me to cheer for the dude that stay to be my team? No. Y'all really had me get on my soapbox. I wasn't planning on doing this today. I was not planning on doing this today, but I did it. It is out. I feel I feel like a weight is lifted off my shoulder, off my chest. I feel I feel like I'm breathing easier right now. It feels so it's the air feels better now. <laughs> but shout out to Golden State fans, man, especially the ones that I argue with all the time, man. Um y'all know who y'all are. I mean, I've been arguing with Trent, my line brother, since we met, since we crossed in twenty seventeen about Curry. And I caught him a man on the fan to his face and and me and him has like real. I don't, I don't argue about Golden State versus Houston with Trent no more because it's like it got too heated at some points. And and I don't like to do, get there with my friends, you know, especially my line brother. Um, but yeah, shout out to all the other Golden State fans out there. Uh, China's one of them. She's a Golden State fan. Um, and me and her been arguing about a lady. Me and her, still, it never get bad with me and her because I'm out of the Golden State versus Rockets thing now. And in 2016, 2017, 2018, yes, I was deep in it. But now it's 2023. I'm out of that. I'm more even kill. But to move on to talk about some more stuff, man, before I wrap up, man, I, I didn't want to hold y'all all day. I wasn't expected to talk about uh, the Golden State Warriors for 10 minutes, bro. Like, come on. And it's like, uh,. It's like, yeah, man. It, yeah, yeah. Shout out to y'all, man. So, yeah. Um, just to talk about some other stuff in the NBA, man. Um, one thing I want to say about James Harden, who is one of my favorite players of all time. So, I have a top five players of all time. I have a personal top five. Like, my, like the GOAT, the undisputed GOAT, NBA GOAT to me is LeBron James. My personal GOAT is Allen Iverson. He's the f- player that made me start watching the game when I was a youngin. Now, I started watching later on in his career. Because, uh, I, mean, I mean, I was only born um, <laughs> in the, what, in the 90s, and he's, yeah, AI had been playing. But uh, I started watching AI back when he was, like, seven years in, six, seven years in. But that's my personal goal. And on my personal top five all-time, James Harden is on it. So I have Allen Iverson, number one, that's my personal. And y'all can talk shit about my personal five. I don't give a damn. This is my five. So Allen Iverson is my uh Number, my number one player all time. Then Melo, Camelo Anthony, then LeBron James, then James Harden. He's in my top our personal favorite five. Like like if you like if you ask me about the NFL, my personal like the GOAT of the NFL is Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. But my personal favorite quarterback of all time is Kurt Warner. The GOAT of uh, running backs, people say Emmitt Smith, people say Barry Sanders, people say Walter Payton, people say a lot of people. My personal goal running back is Marshall Falk. Like, that's just my personal. Like, I can separate the two. I can say, yes, body of work, accomplishments, that guy is the best all the time. But me personally, that's who I like. So, me personally, AI and James Harden is on top five all the time for my personal favorite players all the time. And call it what you want. He, this, it is what it is. But one thing I want to say is, People disrespect James Harden to the point where I don't understand it. That's why it frustrates me when people talk about James Harden because people talk about the dude like he's a scrub. Do y'all not understand James Harden is a top five shooting guard all time? All time. And people be like, hell no. I, I, I'm not even capping y'all. I was on Twitter. Somebody said this on Twitter. They said James Harden is a top five shooting guard all time. And I'm kind of like, hell no. He not been the Manu Ginobili. He not better than um um Ray, Reggie Miller. He not better than Steve Francis. I was sitting there like, bro, are, are we at the point where we just say anything? Are we at the point where we say anything even if it don't make no fucking sense? Are we at the point where people just say whatever the hell that comes to mind? Take your personal feelings out of it. Let's take your personal feelings out of it. Take how the media told you to feel about James Harden. Take how the internet, NBA, Twitter told you to feel about him. Take all that personal gripe about how you feel about James Harden out of it and let's just talk about facts and numbers. Take all that out of it. MVP. All, all top 75 play all time. Made it to the NBA Finals. Not as a league guy, I grant it. But he made it. Made it to multiple, multiple Western Conference Finals. Made it to the playoffs every single year when he was in the Houston Rockets. Made it out the first round multiple times, obviously. Finished MVP, second MVP, three times. Top five MVP, three times. 
All-Stars, All-NBAs, scoring champs, 30 a game, 29 a game. Like, like, bruh, you telling me Manu Ginobili, if you tell him you take Manu Ginobili off the San Antonio Spurs, put him on a team by himself and say, Manu Ginobili, take me there. You tell me Manu Ginobili go, go win your MVP. You tell me Manu Ginobili go take you to the Western Conference Finals. You believe that? If you believe that, you're a fool. People be like, Tracy McGrady. Bruh, Tracy McGrady played multiple years. People be like, Tracy McGrady, his back, his injury. Bruh, Tracy McGrady did have bad back. I'm a Houston Rockets fan. I was dead those years when he had bad backs, back spasms and all that. But it's been years where Tracy McGrady played for the Houston Rockets when he was a fully healthy the whole season and his ass couldn't get out the first round. Like, take, like all you old heads, that nostalgia feeling you got for these players that you watched growing up when you was a youngin', like, take that out of it. Let's talk facts. Let's talk numbers. Let's be honest with ourselves. Like, people, I had one dude say Rip Hamilton was a better shooting guard than James Harden. What the hell did James Harden do to y'all to make y'all hate that man so much? What the fuck? Rip Hamilton, bro? Richard Hamilton. That dude can, bro, that dude can dribble his way out of a plastic bag. He had no handle package. All he was catch and shoot. Catch, dribble, shoot. Catch, dribble, shoot. Come off that screen, shoot. That's Rip Hamilton. He was a he was a poor man's version of Clay Thompson. And you telling me that man Clay Thompson not even a better shooting guard than, than James Harden. Like be for real, bro. If a Clay Thompson led team was to play right now, that team would be in the lottery every year. Let like take your feelings out of it, bro. Top five shooting guards all the time. I'm gonna give them to you. Number one, obviously Michael Jordan. Number two, obviously um, Kobe Bryant. Number three, Dwayne Wade. And after that, it's subjective. But for me, I got James Harden at number four. You can say, I, I, I don't know what the hell position Jerry West plays. Some people tell me he played point guard. Some people tell me he played shooting guard. If he legitimately played shooting guard, you could put him ahead of James Harden. But if he was playing point guard, he's not hitting it on. But if he legitimately playing shooting guard, I'd put him, and that'd be my top five. Jordan, Kobe, Wade, West, and Harden. That's it. You can't name me the other players that they has accomplished what James Harden has accomplished and sit here and go tell me that they've been Rip Hamilton. Mommy, that's, that's, that's one reason I tell people all the time, I do not argue sports with everybody. I do not. Because if I sit down and talk to you, I'm not about to frustrate myself and get mad and go back and forth with you over some topics when you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm not about to do that. So if I argue sports with you, consider yourself consider yourself knowing what the hell you're talking about because I don't sit there and argue sports with anybody. And people like to argue sports with me a lot because they feel like I think I'm always right, which I do. And most of the times I am. <laughs> but I don't argue with everybody when it comes to sports because some people be saying some hella stupid shit. For a man to say Rip Hamilton was a better shooting guard to James Harden and be dead serious like come on bro so that's but yeah man um and and also they talk about James Harden make it 200 million this offseason bruh James Harden is a top five my, my personal favorite top five player all the time I, if Houston Rockets give this man 200 million dollars I'm gonna be pissed the fuck off I don't possibly be cussing this much but I'm gonna be pissed the fuck off because I don't Houston, M.A., Raphael Stone, uh, what's the owner name? Um, I forget his name. Start with a T. Whatever the man's name is. If y'all give James Harden two hundred million dollars a year, bro, I mean two hundred million dollars over four or five years, I'm gonna be pissed. I do not want James Harden back in here. I said all that, and I and I can admit James Harden is at the tail end of his career. Literally, he's about to be 30, 30 He's thirty three, about to be thirty four, thirty five years old. He's at the tail end of his career. He's not leading no teams like he was. Them Houston days are over. Just like how it's over for James LeBron to lead team, it's over for James Harden to lead teams to champ, like not championship, but to deep playoff run. He never led a team to a championship. Obviously, but playoffs one like them days are over, bro. Like it's over, bro. Like if he's talking, he's talking about he want to compete. He want to ch- check financial. He want to get his bag and he want to go to a team that's a contender, bro. Houston is not a contender. Let me let me get that to you, James. We are not a contender for no championship. We barely we, bro. We a contender for the number one draft pick. That's what we contending for. We're not even contending for the playoffs, bro. Let's keep it a buck. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a keep it a buck. I'm a realist. We are not a contender for the NBA championship. We are not barely a contender for the. We're not even. I don't even say barely. We're not a contender for the playoffs, bro. We're a contender for the number one draft pick. Like we got a long way to go. 
we got some nice pieces. We got Jalen Green. We got uh, Kevin Porter Jr. We got Singong. We got we got some. We got uh, Jabari. We got some nice. Pieces. We about to get another draft pick um, coming up soon. We got the fourth pick overall. Who knows? That's that may, that may end up being Brendan Miller or one of them twins that played overtime the overtime league, or uh, it may be up scoop depending on if we trade up or not. We might we go get somebody nice, bro. But bro, we not like. I want to get Jalen Brown, but even if we get Jalen Brown, we're not going to automatically be a contender. Now, I'm going to say this. When we went and got James Harden, we, we was in the same position we is now. We ain't had this much young talent, but we was in the same position now. And James Harden came to, came to us and got us to the playoffs as an AC, and we played the OKC Thunder Day here, and we almost beat them because Russell Westbrook were down, and it was KD and the rest of those guys, but KD ended up beating us. Respect. He was an AC. He was the number one seed. Whatever. So James Harden turned us around quick. Quick. Winning, winning player, turned us around quick. I don't know if Jalen Brown got that in him. I don't know if Jalen Brown is peak James Harden. I don't. I, I can't. I don't see that in Jalen Brown. But I like to give it a attempt. But man, yeah, Houston Rockets, man. If y'all give James Harden two hundred mil, I'm gonna be pissed. Let him stay in Philly. Let him go ahead. If he want to come back, if he want to come back to us and retire, I'm all for it. But <laughs> no, 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 no. I, and, and people like me, you just said all that about, bruh. Two things can be true. I can speak my mind about a player in his career, and I can still be a realist about how I feel about that player at that moment. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all get y'all personal feelings attached to these players, and y'all let that cloud y'all just about how they is. I can say in one breath, James Harden is a top five shooting guard all the time, and I can say in another breath, he's not a guy that can lead us to a championship. He's not. He's just not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. And, and I'm okay with saying that. Curry still is that guy, even though he's 35 years old, about to be 36. Uh, Giannis Kupo, Jokic, Luka, I've told people before, and they call me crazy, and it's looking like it's, and it's, and it's starting to look disrespectful to James Harden. I said Luka is the, um, it's the European version of James Harden, playing style and everything. Luka is the European, I said I got an episode called that, literally, and people said I was crazy. Bruh, it's starting to be disrespectful to Harden to say that boy is even him. Because Luca, like, let's keep it a bug. Like, Luca not doing what y'all thought he was gonna do. I'm still got I still got hope out for Luca, but Luca is hard to play with. It's hard to fit players around him. And you gotta find a particular type of player to play around him. And I don't know what that play is. I go back and look at James Harden days. We put Dwight Howden around him, and that didn't work. We put uh, a scoring point guard around him, and that didn't work. Uh, we never got like a two-way wing around him. But then the only time it really worked to his best degree was when we got Chris Paul. So maybe y'all need to go out there and get y'all a Chris Paul type point guard. And Chris Paul type type point guards are not point guards we see a lot nowadays. We see a lot of scoring point guards, not a lot of pass first point guards that are superstars like Chris Paul. But I hope they figure it out in Dallas, man. If not, send Luka to uh, L.A. and let him learn to look around for a year or two before he becomes a superstar in L.A. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and close out, man. <laughs> I talked about it a lot, but one thing I want to mention before I close out completely, man, is the WNBA is back, man. Uh, so last season, uh, the Las Vegas Aces won the championship. And shout out to them. Shout out to uh, Asia. She fam. Shout out to her. Shout out to the whole crew over there. They they did their thing, and that was an amazing um, feat that they got to win the championship. Uh, my team, or I ain't going to say my team, I play. Candace Parker is my favorite. She's my GOAT. And I think I think if she won another championship, she's going to be the GOAT. That's just me personally. But she's my goal right now. But um, she's playing with the Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas Aces now. And uh, I wish her the best, man. I hope she went over there. Uh, they off to a 1-0 start. Um, hopefully they can they can make a deep run in the playoffs and win a ring and get Kansas another one before she retire. Uh, she played with Chicago last season. And they had won the championship the year before the uh, Aces. And they lost. Um, they, they, they got all the way down to the final game and they lost to the Connecticut Sun. The Connecticut, Connecticut Sun went on to lose to the Aces. Uh, but, yeah, so um, I hope it worked out for Kansas, and I hope she won the championship with the Aces. Um, but they got some hitters, though. Like I said last season, I said before the season last season, that Brianna Stewart was going to leave um, her current team and go play for the New York Liberty, the team of Sabrina. And that literally happened. Like I said, it was, I said it a year before it happened, and it happened. Because the writing was on the wall. The writing was literally on the wall. All you do is pay attention. And now she's teaming up, and they got a squad. They got, they got a, <laughs> bruh, the New York Liberty got a squad. I ain't going to count. Like, Sabrina, Jaquel, uh, 
uh, Stewie. Um, they got they got some they got a squad. They got a squad. So it's it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice to see. I my my like I said it before. My dream scenario is to see both of them get a top seed in the playoffs on opposite sides of the brackets, so they can meet up in the NBA Finals and they just have like a battle battle royale of two super teams in the WNBA. But uh, Kansas, I hope you have a great season. Age, I hope you go win MVP this season. Obviously, she's the best player on the team. Um, she's younger. She's better. Um, she's she's all that. And she, she's fam. So shout out to her. So I hope I hope uh, she get MVP and I hope she she can help Kansas get one more ring. Um, Brittany Brittany Grinder is back in the, in the WNBA. She played her first game the other day. Um, went for twenty. She went for a double double 20, 20, 2010. Double double. She had more than twenty. I think she had like twenty six, twenty seven. I had to go back and look. But she, she, she had a double-double, so shout out to Brittany Griner. And shout out to the whole WNBA, man. I know they're getting a lot of gripe because they couldn't. They had to cut some first-round picks. Um, they had to cut some second-round picks. Um, I feel indifferent about it. One thing I do want the WNBA to change is it, expand. I would love for the Houston Comets to come back to Houston, man. I would love, love, love that I'd be a season ticket holder if they was to get uh, the Houston Comets back in Houston, man. Uh, one of the best teams in WNBA history. Won multiple championships early on in they in they, in they tender when they first got started. So I would love to see the Houston Comets um, back in the league and just give more opportunity for more girls to be on teams. Like it's it, it's slim picking because they got so many girls coming out every year one play, but they only got so many spots and they, and they already got people that's on these teams that that's playing. So it's not a lot of space for these players to pick up teams and they don't really have they don't have a G League like. The, uh, the NBA, so these players, like if they get cut from the WNBA, they just gotta go overseas or some or try and try again next season. I mean, wait, wait to get, wait to get a call. At least I don't think that if they have a G League, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the WNBA has a G League, but if they do, I stand, I stand uncorrected. But yeah, man, um, I don't have the answers. I do wish. I hope it WNBA expands. I hope they get more notoriety. People get mad because they say they should get paid more. I'm be honest, y'all. The way they should, the way they can get paid more is more um, TV deals and more people at the games buying things, buying merchandise. That's how they get paid more. By saying they should just give them more money, like it, uh, I don't know the ins and outs of the business behind the WNBA, and maybe I shouldn't speak on this because um, I don't know all the details. But I, I just know it's. I would like to think in my heart, if the WNBA can play, they pay us more. They would. I would like to think that. Now, I could be wrong. I'm I'm a, I'm literally a more genuine person than most. I mean, I think all of us have good hearts at the end of the day. But sometimes we have we go through stuff in our lives that kind of alter the way we see life, alter the way we do things. And I think sometimes people are just sometimes their heart just kind of hardens over time, and um, it sucks. But I think at the at the end of the day, we all of us have genuine hearts. All of us know what's right from wrong. Sometimes people got something wrong in their mind and their brain that messed them up. But like a same person, at the end of the day, I feel like we all have genuine hearts and we all know right from wrong. And I would like to think that the people that's running the WNBA, if they can do better, they would. But they may got some bad people over there that's just doing bad things. I hope that's not the case, and I hope one day that it can work out and and be better for those young ladies because they deserve it, man. Girl, hoop is awesome, hoopers, bro. Like, I tell you about the time, if you want to see skill, basketball, watch women play basketball. Women are way more skilled in basketball than men. People think I joke when I say that. They they can't depend on their athleticism to get them there. Like, you got players in the NBA that's strictly athletic. They can jump high. They can run fast. They quick. They can just dribble the ball fast. And they and they lean on that. Girls can't, they can't lean on that because they're not athletic as men. So they really be in their bag. They really be in they like, bro. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Watching watching women play basketball, bro. And I don't, if I say girl, if that's disrespectful, I'm sorry. That I say girl, if that's disrespectful. But watching women play basketball, this is a beautiful thing. And I always been a fan. I've been a fan of Candace Parker since oh six oh seven. She made me a fan of. The, well, I don't say she made me a fan. My mom made me a fan of sports overall, and she put WNBA in front of me. But Candace Parker made me. A, she's the person that made me start watching like women's basketball heavily. Um, so yeah, man, that's why she my goat and she my favorite player all time. And I think she accomplished accomplished a lot. I think if she get another ring, I feel like she can be the all time goat. Uh, we'll see though. But yeah, that's gonna be it for me, man. Shout out to y'all for listening. <laughs> I've been on a couple of rants this episode. It's been a while since I've been here, and uh, I know I want to come back around some more, man. Like I said, my schedule is kind of laying down. I had a crazy year. 
um, working his new job and doing so much stuff. But it's summertime. The students go home for the uh, for the summer. Um, I got a couple things to do over the summer. I got a couple conferences to go to over the summer. Um, if anybody going to any of these conferences, hit me up, man. I, I love the link. Uh, I'm going to um, the Louisiana Association Broadcasting Conference in New Orleans. I'm going to that. Uh, I believe that's next week. Um, that's going to be, uh, yeah, that's going to be next week. That's going to be the May 30th through the June 1st. So I'm going to New Orleans for that conference. So if uh, if you plan on going to that conference and you work in sports or if you work in media like me, um, hit me up. I, I love, I love, it. we can catch up. I don't know, do something. But uh, then I'm going to the NBJ again. Like I said, last year in Vegas, Vegas took me under. Vegas, shout out to Meg, man. <laughs> Vegas took me under. Uh, Vegas definitely put up a fight and I lost. But uh, next year I'm, I'm ready, bro. We're going to, we're going to Birmingham this year and Birmingham not gonna not gonna do me bad like that. So if you go into the NABJ conference, that's going to be the first week of August and that's gonna be in Birmingham, Alabama. So I'm gonna be at that one as well. So hit me up if you're gonna be there. It's gonna be like August first, August second, I think. Um, it's Birmingham, Alabama, and yeah, NAACP. Uh, conference is going to be in Boston, Massachusetts. I was just talking shit about Boston, not really, but kind of. Um, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be a week before the NABJ conference. So I, I'm indifferent about that one because I don't know if I want to travel from to Boston then travel to Birmingham and back to back weeks. Um, it is summertime, so I could do it, uh, but I don't, I don't know if I want to do all that traveling. But if you are in Boston um, at the end of the last week of July then I may or may not be there for that conference as well, the NAACP conference. So I may or may not be there. I don't know. I'm trying to see. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. If, if if China is in Boston during that time, and she tell me that she want um that we can link up while, while she's in Boston, I would definitely be in Boston then. That's my dog. I, 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 so let me, let, me, okay, let me talk about this. Uh, the semester just ended. School year's over. We had a lot of graduates. Shout out to all the comp graduates, man. Uh, like I said in the first part of the episode, I love all y'all. I wish all y'all the best. If y'all ever need me, I'm here to assist in any way possible. I was a comp graduate from, in 2019 from the Communication Department at Northwestern State University um, and um, graduated from Northwestern. It's been a blessing for me to work for the university. It's been a blessing for me. It opened many doors for me, and it continues to open more doors for me. Um, so I, I understand the importance of networking, and I understand the importance of it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's a real statement because uh, some of the people I have met along the way have really helped me get to where I am in life and I cannot thank them enough and, and uh, it pays to be a good person at the end of the day people sometimes people be like well man I be mean man sometimes literally you just got to be a real genuine person a nice person and it pays to be nice I know people say nice guys finish last but I'm telling you it pays to be a nice genuine person because what's going to make or break you in life is what people say about you when you are not in the room so when, when you are not in the room and people are discussing you that's gonna make a break you uh, in a lot of situations. Not everything, but a lot of situations. And, and obviously, I know I have, I'm not the per- most perfect person, so I know people have said some things about me that are probably not appealing. Uh, but for the most part, I feel like when I'm not in the room, people say good things about me because I carry myself in a way that people should say good things. And that's why I tell people, all right, it pays to be nice. So for my calm graduates, uh, all of them. I'm not gonna listen to all y'all, but all of them. But uh, I just want to say one thing about uh, China Brown. So, y'all, China Brown was the sports the sports editor for the Current Sauce. I met China this semester. Didn't know her prior. Heard her name before because obviously I'm the advisor for the Current Sauce, and I heard of her before because um, they wanted to hire her for a position, but they couldn't because she was in France. Shout out to her friends. Shout out to her being in France and her friends' love story. If you haven't read China's friends' love story, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, the end of it made me throw up, but outside of that, it was a beautiful, beautiful love story. Uh, but China Brown was a sports editor. I met her this semester for the um, current sauce and amazing young lady. Like, amazing. Like, if you ever meet her, bruh, she's an amazing young lady. She's going to go off and do great things. I honestly wish her the best. Um, I hate I didn't meet her sooner. Um, so we can have a, a better friendship, but uh, the time that I had to spend with her, I appreciate it because China is a great young lady who's going to go off and do a great, amazing thing. So like I say, she plans. I'm not going to tell business, but she plans on being in Boston this summer. Um, and then from there, she's who knows? She she's um, just just take just keep keep a lookout for her. her name on Instagram. If you want to go follow her, is a China. I think it's like a y e dot China C H. 
I-N-A. Um, but yeah, great, great young lady. Uh, shout out to you, China. Um, I, I just had to say something good about her because I talked so much shit about her going to say Warriors. <laughs> so I had to say something good about her. But uh, shout out to you, China. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Um, like I said, I'll be in New Orleans. Um, I got to get the dates exactly, but uh, hopefully I can link up with you soon, like in a week or two. But if you're not, she's so busy. Uh, she's like I told her before she left. I said, once you graduate, you could be so off in the wind that we never go see you again. And um, it's kind of looking like that, but it's all good. I promise you, it's no hard feelings. Kyle, wish you the best, and I uh, and I pray everything works out for you, and you get everything that you want in life because you deserve it. All right, let me get off my let me let me wipe these tears away before I start crying. Uh, but yeah, man, thank y'all for listening. Um, I appreciate y'all for locking in with me. Uh, we gonna we gonna definitely lock in um, more. Throughout the the, uh, NBA, throughout the NBA playoff, NBA finals, offseason, NFL preseason, and so on. WNBA season, so much. uh, MLB, so much to talk about. So many things to talk about. Uh, I'm going to try to get some more boxing in here. Um, This is a new season of Open Shot Podcast, and we're going to start this out with a bang, and we're going to continue on. Um, and shout out to all my, like I said, I say my NA, NABJ friends. I met them through NABJ, but they more like family, man. I've been, been knowing uh, Meg, Dev, X, and Lawrence. Dog. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to definitely get them back on the, get them on the episode soon. Meg is a superstar. So Meg, like the women that I know in my life are like all superstars, bro. Because Meg is a superstar. She would never come on this podcast because she's too busy. she got too much going on. And I, I appreciate her for, for even letting us be a part of her life. <laughs> Shout out to Meg. But X-Law and Dale, I'm going to have to definitely get y'all on. Shout out to my man FaZe, uh, Ethan, uh, uh, Ron, all y'all, man, Trent, and all my, um, the North. I always was with them a lot. Um, we had to get y'all on here one one episode so we can definitely rock it out this season. Uh, LD, that nigga be pissing me off. LD and Zay, and LD, Zay, and Tay piss me off the most. And that North group me when they when they when they be talking about sports, but I, I fuck with them a lot. <laughs> but shout out to them, man. And um and last Friday, shout out to Monty. Shout out to Monty Rice. Her birthday was uh May 16th. For anybody that doesn't know, Monty Rice's birthday was May 16th. Happy birthday to you. Um I know you enjoyed your birthday. Uh I went down to uh, Houston to uh, spend her birthday with her, well, birthday weekend with her. She had like a birthday brunch dinner thing with her family, so I went to attend. Um, but yeah, shout out to Almighty, man. Uh, uh, amazing. Like I said, come on, superstar women and people alive. This is the, the most superstar women I know in my life. So, shout out to Almighty. I hope things, uh, I'm the, super, the most superstar woman I know. I saw my mom, my mom, of course. <laughs> But yeah, that could be it for me, man. I'm over here about this. I'm over here just going through it, talking about everything. Uh, but yeah, man. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, it's been this been my while since I've done the episode. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna try to keep it going. Uh, make sure y'all lock in with me. Follow me on Open Stride Podcast, Open Stride on Instagram and Twitter. I'm gonna get back active on my social media platforms. And yeah, man, we go we gonna rock it out. Thank y'all for listening. Peace.